Welcome back to another Sessions on Life. I'm Josh. And I'm Ubi Ntewo. And I am Logan Miller, a.k.a. Young Chris. I figured I'd get ahead of it and just exactly. go ahead. <laughs> I wanted to introduce myself this time. And, yes, and, and, and if you're wondering why we're wearing the same thing, it's because <laughs> this might be the very first time. We're doing a Or maybe the second back. time where we've actually recorded two, two sessions back in yeah. one sitting. I think this is, this is the first time we've done that. Yeah, it's my special now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm a part of something. That's exactly, right. history, right? <laughs> Sol history. Yep, 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 yep. And so today, we're engaging in hope with hope. Either or, either right. it just or. it just gives us, if nothing else, it gives us more to explore. Yeah, right. Absolutely. But, but I I think um, you know what I I love that that you actually brought up the uh, the question of verbiage. You know, Ubi is it. Is it engaging in hope or engaging with hope? I love that you bring that up. So let's start with, um, let's start with engaging with hope, hope. right? Yeah. Um, What is it? How, you know, I think I would like to believe that someone heard, um, you know, your story, your personal story that you shared about the loss of your brother, Leslie, from last episode. And, um, you know, someone could have heard that and thought, my goodness how do i get how how do i have that kind of hope to engage the same right. way how, yeah how do i how do i have that kind of hope and how how could he have lost someone that was so dear to him and this god that he believes in didn't show up even though he really believed and expected him to show up how was he able to continue to hope and believe in this God after all of that. What does it look like to engage or walk in that kind of hope? Yeah. Can, can I say something real quick? Because, like, I, I feel like, I don't want to say correct it, but I feel like we should speak to it. So, like, when we say that God didn't show up, right? It's like God accomplished what he was planning to do. We did, like, when we pray in situations like that, like it didn't happen the way you wanted it right. to, Logan, right? But it's like yeah. God still showed up because there was a thing accomplished in you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a thing that was accomplished in heaven. And so, uh, like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's just me, like, saying God didn't show up. Cause no, I, no, I, but, you know what? I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you that, that um, but I think, you know, there's this aspect of looking at it behind the curtain yeah. and in front of the curtain. I like right? that. I so, like that. So in front of the curtain. It looks you know, like it didn't show. On our side of the stage, right? Yeah. We had an expectation. Right. You know, you had an expectation. You had a desire. Yeah. And your desire wasn't met. Right. And because your desire wasn't met, it had an impact on you. Right. Yeah. Any like that was what hit me, you know, when you shared that, like, yeah. man, God didn't sh- did did not show up the way I expected, and for three years yeah. I carried yeah. this trauma. Right. For three years I carried this trauma, but I continued to pray, I continued to believe, I continued to serve God, I continued to hope in Him. Right. Um, to me, that that is a testimony. That that yeah. that is the very um, picture. Yeah. Of engaging with hope. Well, it, right. it, the the big, the biggest takeaway is is that my hope was set in what I knew, not in what I received. Yeah. So like, I knew that God was good. I knew that God was true. I've seen Him show up before. 
So my hope was set in Christ, not in what he was willing to give me. And yeah. if my hope was in only circumstantial, right, then it's always going to fail me. Yeah. So you were preaching as a youth pastor, right? Yeah, so uh, I was working for a while doing as an associate. Yeah. yeah, and you just stepped away from that how long ago? So it was, it's been maybe two months now. Okay. Yeah. I just I just so, want to say I, so I just still want, fresh. I just want to say for a second, the, yeah. I, I was like, okay, yeah, it's still fresh because the preacher is still in y'all. Like, Yo, <laughs> I was like, he's preaching, he's preaching. So I was like, nice. okay, he hasn't. I was like, yeah. well, however long he's been out of it, he's not been out of it for long. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. he's. I'm like, he was not. He wasn't rapping, right? He was yeah. actually preaching. And yeah. It was good. Yeah, I appreciate that. I just, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's it's a, stuff, bro. I feel like um, you know, it's funny that you say that, uh, but. And it's just, it's for some reason, doing doing min, like youth ministry, I say in quotation marks, because uh, I, I believe that all of our lives, are, as, us yes. as believers, our life is a ministry. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, but it helped me to uh, build my speaking ability in a okay. sense. Yeah. Um, but the passion to, to, to preach has always, been, always been there. Of course, you yeah, know absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. But uh, no, thank you. That's that's nice oh, words. Hey, that's <laughs> that's hey, it is what it is. I just I just I was just calling what I saw. I, I love but, how uh, you mentioned like the behind the curtain conversation. How like there's these two parts, like to what God is doing on the surface and what God is working out behind the scenes. Uh, you know, and like what you learned from the situation. Yeah. I think that's the stuff that we would see. Hap- uh, that that's behind the scene that we wouldn't see, mm-hmm. but you yeah. knew. And you can speak to it now, like what happened and what changed and uh, when it changed. I, I love that you are able to pinpoint those and say it was this window of time that I felt like this. Yeah. And yeah. these things happened that changed and uh, caused me to view it different. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, speaking of engaging with hope, it's, it's essential to actually recognize that. If if you don't if if you don't know Jesus if your life is not surrendered yeah. to Jesus you can't have Christian hope, right? Mm-hmm. Christian hope is based on the promises of God, mm-hmm. and these promises that God has made He has made for those that believe and have surrendered their life to Jesus. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So like I hear your story, you know, like I heard what you shared last episode, and I'm like, man, that is evidence of someone that has been captured right yeah. by the promises of God to he's where engaged. Yes. He's engaged to where despite whatever he's going through, you know, the, the these promises have him and he's walking in them, even yeah. when it appears or feels like God hasn't shown up. Like he's holding on to this hope because he is saved. Right. I and thought I, it was powerful that you said yeah. even when I was upset and angry I found myself talking and praying to God. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what makes you engage on that level? Like yeah. it, it's hope. Well, you have to see the example too. I mean, you can look at the Israelites when they wandered the, the, the desert or the, whatever it was, desert forest, whatever. Yeah. What is KJV language? The wilderness. <laughs> the wilderness. The wilderness. <laughs> there you go. The wilderness. Okay. That's just imagine the fields of Indiana. <laughs> but as they, as they, you know, went through that time, um, a lot of the people were like, yo, it, it was better back in slavery. Like we could just go back. At least we have food, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, and Moses is like, no, like you don't get it. And uh, 
And I see that example of like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to forget. Yeah. I don't want to forget yeah. what God has done and what he's going to do because then I'll find my, myself in a place of hopelessness and hope is not meant to put us to shame. We've talked about that. Yeah. That's been yeah. a recurring theme. Um, and I think what, what reminds me to engage with hope, right. To, to have that engagement is, um, to realize that that's all I have. Yeah. And if I don't have that, then I have nothing. And not only that, but everything else will fail me eventually. You know what I mean? My own body will fail me eventually. It'll wither away. It will grow old. The only thing that will stay and hold firm forever is the word of the The Lord. Lord. And and to know that God is is forever and that he wants forever with me too, that gives me hope. So why would I not engage with that? Why would I not? even in the toughest times of my life, why would that not be the place where I run to? You know, some, someone could hear that story and say, wow, why would he still choose to believe in his God even though this happened? And my response would be is, why wouldn't I? Because yeah. he's the source of life. Yeah. So if I'm going through the toughest times of my life, why would I not go to the only source of life that I know to be true to help me in this time? Yeah. And if it doesn't work the way that I think that it's going to work, it's still going to work. Because he, he can even take the yes. things that uh, seem like they're wrong or the, the things that the enemy meant to use to bring us down, he can use them for our good. Every time. Yeah. And Every time. so if that's the source of life, if that's what I know to be true, if that's where my hope is, why would I not run to that? Yeah. So we're talking about, like, what does it look like to engage with hope? Run to the Lord. Yeah. How do we, how do we engage? It's, it's we are with him in it and we choose to to trust him and believe him and follow him and to know that even when we go through the things of this life that it's going to throw our way, we know what it's like to have a lot. We may know what it's like to have little. We know what it's like to be hungry, to be full. Like I love how yeah. Paul said, yeah. like no matter what, I can do all things oh, through Christ. Christ. It doesn't matter if I have everything or nothing. Yeah. I can endure and, and go through all because yeah. I have the Lord. Yeah. And that was my mentality in that moment was, okay, God, how can you show up? And, oh, it didn't work the way I thought it was. Yeah. Okay, God, this is how I'm feeling, but I still know you to be true, so I'm going to choose to trust and believe. And through my, my flesh and through my humanity, he worked through the bitterness and the anger and all those things that were normal that, to come. And he was patient, and he was, you know what I mean, he was generous in giving wisdom. He was, yeah. he was patient in his timing. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't... He wasn't set back like, oh, you don't, you don't, you're, you're angry with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he understood Stood, yes, and man. he was patient and, and I wouldn't be where I'm at now if it wasn't for him showing up. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, 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 I think it's important to, to just address something that you've touched on, you know, in, in subtle ways, but I think it's, it's essential to recognize that my, that our engaging with hope is not something that we initiate that I engaging with hope is really a response mm. right God has made promises and we engage by responding that's good right and and to engage with hope our response to God God's promise has to be in the affirmative right um, so it's like God saying you know I promise to love you forever and ever and, you know, me engaging 
with that hope is, yes, Lord, I receive your love, right? Or God promises, I promise to be with you forever and ever. My affirmative response is, and I, God, will strive to walk with you as you you know, as you yeah. prove faithful to yeah. walk with me. Engaging with hope on on our end is primarily a response to God, right? Yeah. And you might be thinking, you know, someone might be saying, well, you know, God hasn't engaged with me yet. God has not made me any promises. I'm like, God has, God has laid out the promise. Yeah, yeah. Right. God's promises, if you believe in Jesus Christ, my son, that he died for you and that he resurrected and that he will come back and that he did and that he's coming back, right, for you. If you believe that, that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that is you responding, right? Yeah. You believe it, you repent of your sins, right? You believe you, you, you repent, you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That is the very first step, step to engaging with the promises of God. It's recognizing that, hey, this God is loving, he doesn't lie, and he is all-powerful. And if I want what he has promised, I need to respond in belief, in confession, yeah. In baptism and in rep- repentance, it starts with that. And to, of course, you know, it, you know, if you're wondering what repentance is, it means to turn away, yeah. to make up your mind, to turn away from how you've been living yeah. and now living in a way that is consistent with God's commands. And His commands are not hard, right? His command is to love Him the way that He has loved, the way He loves us, and to love one another, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so it's you know, so so you know, just you know, that's the very first step to engaging with hope. But I think what's even really cool is even after that, right, going back to what Logan again discussed in the first episode is God continues to show himself. Yes. Right? <laughs> because, you know, I, I look back to when I became a Christian, to when Jesus, you know, called me. You know, I look back over the years and I see that there have been countless times, right, where Jesus has had to reaffirm yeah. his yeah. love. And has had to remind me and confirm his power and that he still is going to fulfill his promise. So it's like, you know, I respond to the very first promise of eternal life, which is knowing God and living with him. And then Jesus continues to show himself yeah. and, you know, open his word and help me understand. But, um, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's what engaging with hope looks like it you know first and foremost it starts starts with me giving a positive response yep. to god's promises yeah yeah so what about and stop me from moving no no fast. go ahead bro. what about engaging in hope okay engaging in hope okay so so when i hear and or when i think engaging in hope that means what does it look like to live in hope Mm. Right. What does yeah. it look like to live in hope? You know, and I think, um, you know, I think it, you know, again, we go back to Romans. It says, you know, Paul speaking about the Holy Spirit says, in this hope, we rejoice. Yeah. Right. In this hope. Right. We boast. So what are, what am I doing in hope? I'm, dude, I'm rejoicing. I'm rejoicing in what is to come. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm not just rejoicing in what is to come. I'm boasting of what is to come. I'm bragging about it. I'm not yeah. bragging about myself. 
right. but I'm bragging about the one who is to come and his yeah. ability to do it. And then you know we see um we see again the Holy Spirit speaking through uh through Peter where Peter says, "Hey, you know, in all with I'll, uh just give me, you know, allow me paraphrase, but Paul uh, you know Peter says with with all respect and all sensitivity, give diligence to giving an answer to those that ask you the reason for your hope." Always you know? be ready. Is always be, yes, always, yeah, be ready. always be ready, right? Now now that has become um, a banner scripture for the ministry of apologetics, right? But what that scripture is saying is always be ready to explain to every man, to every person, right? Always mm-hmm. be ready to explain to every person the reason for your hope, like yeah. why yeah. you have this hope. Help them understand yeah. what this hope is and why. Yeah, you have it right. I, I so think like, that's what it looks like to engage in hope, to rejoice, to yeah. brag about it, yeah. or actually not it, him. Right? Yeah, and then Absolutely. when people question, to explain it, break it down for them so that they they see their attraction yeah. in it and want to come into it. You know what right? I love is like how God will give us opportunities to yep. do that. Yes, uh, because that happens to me all the time. Like especially doing uh, whether it's Christian hip hop. Um, or being a songwriter or doing commercials or doing weddings and wedding videography and all these things. Um, there's so many times where, you know, especially it happens a lot of like wedding video or, uh, weddings when I do videography, um, whether it's, they, they offer me a drink or they offer me, uh, like, hey, won't you stay after my job is done and come party with us and all this stuff. Or they'll ask me, are you married or you know, do you have kids? And then as soon as you ask me a question about my life, you're yeah. opening a door to hear my story. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and I love how I get it all the time where the, they'll be like, oh, you, you must be a really good dude then, huh? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, nah, not at all. I just, oh, I just yeah. follow a good God and yeah. he, he leads me to these things. And to some people that's foreign. That's such a foreign thing. Yeah. Like, yep. They don't, to to hear that I'm 28 years old, but I'm married with three kids and and content with life. Like tw- a lot of 28 year olds are not, not doing what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's very foreign to them. Uh, but I love how God gives me opportunities yeah. to be an example in that way. Yeah. Um, that's humbling, but it's also like it's I love it because it's fun. You know what I mean? Yes, it, it's absolutely. it's fun to be used by God and to to be in fellowship with God, but also doing that ministry of showing people hope. And it's like, yo, you don't got to keep living this way. Yeah. Even though you're young, like don't believe the lies. Like, yep. You know, you can start now. Cause they yeah. see you engaging in it. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I love the, the response is always the yeah. best because they're always like, like I had this uh, a couple of weeks ago at a wedding a guy, you, you could tell he was drinking all day. Right. And, uh, and we're talking, um, while we're on this hayride and he's like, yeah, I live in Nashville and so on and so forth. And he's saying all these things and he's asking me questions about my life. And by the end of the night, when we got to the reception, he came up to me and he was like, I feel like, I feel like God's been trying to bring me to something. He's been calling me to something. I just, I just don't know. Yeah. And as soon as he said that, I knew that God, I knew that God was building that connection for a reason. And so. I started to share my story and share my hope in yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And uh, by the end of that conversation, he just came up and gave me a hug. Total stranger. 
Don't know this dude at all. But like those moments of like, to me, engaging in hope, that's what it looks like is to to share my hope with other people so that they can see the goodness of God. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I I love that because I think, you know, you know, when I think about engaging in, in hope, like this, you know, this phrase comes comes to mind, um, or this idea. It's the idea of living the future in the present, right? That the reason I am happy is because of what I know yeah. is in store for me in the future. Yeah. Right. And, you know, so, and I think, you know, one of, of course, one of the best examples that just about every Bible reading Christian knows is the story of Paul, right? When he's writing to, um, I believe the, you know, the Philippians where mm-hmm. he is literally in jail yeah. and he is rejoicing, right? In his chains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm like, Hey, you need to, you know, I'm like, you, we need to read that. Yeah. And we start to understand that he's rejoicing because of this crown, right? Because of what is in store for yeah. him yeah. in the future, right? So I'm like, that's you know that that's another aspect of engaging in hope, recognizing you know it's defining where I am, yeah, right, within the context of, of where I'm going, I'm yeah. going. Or where, that, not even so much where I'm going, where I will be for sure. Yeah. My mentor used to always say, you know, live with the end in mind. Live with, yeah. exactly. Live I, in the I, end. I think, yes. I think uh, what we're talking about really is like learning the perspective of God, right? Like in everything that we're doing. And so like, even though he was, he was in jail, he knew that there was still a purpose for him in jail. Yeah. Like I'm here. There's, there's somebody here that yeah. needs to hear what God's put in me. Right. And so like, yeah, when you think along those lines, like it's whatever happens to you becomes uh, a testimony or something to celebrate because you're like, I know God's going to bring me out of this. Or if not, I know that I'm here for a reason reason, and it's going to be shown to everyone else. Uh, And so like uh, I grew up in poverty. right? Right. And so like, you know, there was limited everything. Or sometimes it was nothing. No, yeah. uh, when I when I yeah. say nothing, I mean food, lights, water, none of it. Right? Wow. And so, like thinking back to uh, that time, I used to be, you know, I used to shy away from talking about it, but now I can celebrate it because, like, if there's somebody that I know in the situation, I can speak to it and say, "This is what you can celebrate." Yes. Because I lived it, right? And so now, whenever things don't go my way, or you know. Uh, maybe my my money's low. I know how to deal with it because I know where the source is. Right. Right. And I can celebrate and say, you know what? Yeah, I don't have it now, but there's something that I'm learning in this. Or if uh, if something bad happens, a, a bad mood or a bad situation, I can rejoice in it because I've been in it long mm-hmm. enough to learn the perspective of Christ. Like I'm here not by coincidence. I'm in this situation, not by coincidence. There's something for me to learn, something for me to share. God's going to use this. He's there's a purpose for it all. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think, you know, and you know, the idea of living the future and the present, um, it allows you, you know, it allows you admit, right, where you are, right. It's not saying it's not 
oh, I'm rejoicing and I'm ignoring my pain. Yeah. It's saying, no, 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 no. My pain is real. I feel it. Mm-hmm. My discomfort is real. I feel it. But it's not, de- it's not defining or determining how I live or how I respond, right? Yep. Where I am. Yeah. Right. I'm responding in light of my future. Yeah. I'm responding in light of this promise that this God has made me. I think, you know, um, Matthew chapter five, you know, I think uh, Jesus says, um, rejoice when yeah. people ridicule you yeah. and persecute you, right? Because so was done to the prophets of old and great is your reward, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that, you know, that's what it looks like to engage in hope. It's yeah. to actually, man, okay, so someone can ridicule me for loving Jesus and for always, right, seizing every opportunity yeah. to mm-hmm. speak to what he's done in my life. I can be ridiculed for that, but I respond with rejoicing because of what persecution indicates. It yeah. indicates that there's a reward yep. ahead for me. And it indicates, but it also indicates that in the present I'm being honored. Yeah. Right. The yeah. God, God doesn't just let anybody. It's like you're doing something right. Right. It means you're doing something right. And God is actually honoring you. Right. So it's, you know, it's always living with eternity in mind, always, you know, believing that understanding that eternity is real. Right. Mm -hmm. And living with it in mind. But I can't, I can't come in. Like that's just an experience I can't have. Right. If I don't believe and surrender to Jesus. But it's, if you are a Christian, it's also an experience you cannot have if you don't know the promises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That you know, I mean, if you know, so I'm like another another aspect to engaging in hope is knowing what your hope is. Yeah. Right? I, I you know, I know Jesus Christ is going to come back. I know that. But what are some of the details? Right. right of his coming back um how am i supposed to live in the interim in that period are there things that god has said right um about the interim prior to his coming back are there promises right um connected to that i mean it's essential that you know that you know i devote that i dedicate myself mm-hmm. to knowing what those promises are yeah. because i can be a christian and i may have hope of Jesus Christ coming back, but my current situation can be pretty home, can be pretty grim and hopeless yeah, if yeah. I don't know what the promises. You be living are. beneath your means, exactly. right? Exactly. One of the ways that, um, yeah, I would, I would almost say like it's, I'm making it a practice to engage uh, in hope, right? To, to, uh, there's uh, one of the ways that I do that is by how I worship, um, right. worshiping God and. It's, it's funny we're talking about the promises of God, and there's actually a song uh, called "Promises," awesome. um, and it's by. Oh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> put him on the spot. Uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't no, want the. No, I don't right. want the episode that's to get right. flagged. You like know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Maverick City Music they put out the song called "Promises," right? Oh, and, um, and and it says, um, "I put my faith in Jesus, yeah. my anchor to the ground, my hope and firm foundation. He'll never let me down." Yeah, and, and one of the ways that I engage in or with hope is by um, reminding myself that as I worship God, 
and singing to the Lord saying like, I, okay, I put my trust in you, my anchor to the ground. You're my hope and you're my firm foundation. And I know that you'll never let me down. And those words are so real to me because I've lived experiences where I've seen how he's not let me down. And so I have to remind myself in this, the, the idle moments, you know, the, in the times that uh, aren't the highs and aren't the lows, but they're kind of right in the middle, yeah. reminding myself of the hope that I have. Yeah. Um, and, and I think one of the ways that we do that is through our worship, is through how we worship God. It, yeah. We're not only worshiping him for who he is, but we're reminding ourselves and speaking over ourselves like, yeah. this is the hope. hope. This is Amen. the firm foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it won't put me to shame. It won't let me down. Um, that's 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 a super important part to living in hope is reminding yourself. Yeah, it's it, like affirmations. Yes. Yeah, yes. Re- reminding yes. yourself of the God that you serve, serve. Um, yeah. and not only that, but the God that has served you. Yeah. You know, Jesus said that I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve. Yes. Um, yeah. And yes. He took the form of the least of these uh, so that we could have life and reminding myself of, of the promises of God, of who I serve, who I belong to, but who he is to me. To me yeah. Um, yeah. And I think as people, we can get so down on ourselves. And so like, just to relate to people, if, if you don't, if you're listening to this and you don't know who Jesus is, or maybe your faith isn't there, your hope isn't there, like reminding you that in the times where you feel the most shame God died so that you don't have to live in shame. Like God, God died so that, and even more so came back to life and and overcame death so that you don't have to experience shame and hurt and death and on all the things that you may feel like you're stuck in now, like God, God came to defeat those so that you could be free from those and to be that example. And, And I think so many times, man, we, we live, find ourselves back in, in shame. We find ourselves yeah. back in um, chains in some sort. Yeah. And we even, we spoke to a little bit, I, I think I hit on the example of like the Israelites where they're like, man, it was better back in slavery. And we find ourselves mentally Putting back in slavery. Back in bondage, yeah. And we have to remind ourselves, now I'm free. And that's the, that, that, is the the power of hope the the uh, uh the engagement of hope that it that is like everything of hope like i'm free i'm free and i have this hope in god knowing that yeah i'm with him forever and i don't have to worry uh, we have to remind ourselves yeah mm-hmm. and you know i think you know just hearing you share share some of that i think um you know the scripture that comes back to mind is when paul speaks of the holy spirit um you know i can't remember if it's in first or second corinthians but he speaks to God giving us the Holy Spirit as a deposit of the things to come, right? I think it's essential because I, th- I think it's essential that we understand that no matter how, no matter how we live, no matter how intimate we are with God, no matter how much we kill the flesh, we are not going to experience the fullness right. of yeah. God's promises on this side yeah. of eternity. Right. It's, it's just not going to happen, right? That the Holy Spirit has been given to us as a deposit, mm-hmm. right? So so the Holy Spirit makes, he gives us that sense, right? And, and that's, again, you know, this idea of, you know, this topic of engaging with hope. If, if yeah. I, I cannot <clears throat> engage with the hope that God gives if I do not have the Holy Spirit, yeah. 
right? Because the Holy Spirit has been given to me as a deposit. It is the Holy Spirit gives me that certainty, right? The Holy Spirit when when I start to doubt, yeah, the Holy Spirit reminds me and and gives me confidence, right? That what God has promised, He will definitely Do. bring yeah. to pass. Right, the Holy Spirit gives me glimpses and allows me and allows us experience glimpses of the good and great and you know you know you know you know. You know uh, scripture refers to the fellowship of the community of faith as the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah. So the kinship. I feel with Logan, who I've just known for a few years, yeah. right? And uh, the kinship, the kinship that I feel with Josh, it's literally just a glimpse, a yeah. teeny, insy bit, right, of what, of how close and how tight we are going to be yeah. when Jesus yeah. comes back again, right? But, but I feel like. I'm like, yo, Logan's my brother. Like, you know, like I feel it. Everything, you know, we have lunch or have coffee. Yeah. Is this? We just connect. We may yeah. not have seen in months, but we just connect. Same thing with Josh. That's yeah. just a glimpse of the sense of family that we are going to have when Jesus Christ comes back. And being able to engage on that level is something that the Holy Spirit initiates and sustains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right and and you know so yeah so I'm like yeah another aspect of that is you know of engaging with hope is um, you know the Holy Spirit abiding in the Christian and and here's the thing if you're a Christian he's abiding in you mm-hmm. right you don't yeah I, we could that's, that's a whole nother message, <laughs> that's, that's message yeah but if you know if you're a Christian the Holy Spirit is abiding in you and causing you. To um, you know, to engage yeah. with hope, even when even well, when you don't know you are, even, even when it, you don't know you are, it right. says that the Holy Spirit is given as a gift when you accept Christ, exactly. and so it's like it comes with the territory. Yep, yep, absolutely. But um, dude, you know what? At this point, I've learned to just be humble. <laughs> right at this point i've just learned i've just yeah. learned to be humble because you know there's this there's this desire to just keep going yeah uh, but yeah. i've just come to recognize ubi no matter how long you go at the end of every session there's gonna be this disappointment like oh man we could have covered this we could have said so more but i think th- i think that's because there's this limitlessness right there's this infinity to the goodness and the mystery Absolutely. of our Father who loves us so much. So I, I really hope this session has been a blessing to you guys, you know, um, speaking of what it is to engage in and with and with hope. Um, yeah. I want to say, hey, okay, I was, well, first I want to say thank you. But yes. you definitely want to join us for our next episode because um, Logan has actually been very unchristian. He's basically been just been giving you guys <laughs> teasers. Right? He's just been giving you guys teasers of um of the of our coming episode, which is where you get to hear Testimony. his story yeah. of how hope has impacted his life as a father, as a professional, as a Christian, as as just a person. So um I'm definitely, definitely excited that Logan's gonna be joining us again. And um at this point I'm gonna hand it over to my to my brother over here, Mr. Calhoun. Sweet. Look, Logan's bringing some heat next week. For real, you know. Can't this. wait to hear it, man. <laughs> it's gonna be exciting. Well, this is uh, the end of. <laughs>
sessions on life. Come back and be with us the next time. And enjoy the nice beatboxing of my man. Lucas. And, and guys, let me, let me say one thing, right? Um, we, are, we are a few weeks away from Christmas. Yes. Okay. And um, there's something, uh, there's an event that uh, Locke usually holds calls Advent with Locke. We meet once a week, um, the four weeks prior to Christmas. Um, we may not be doing that this year. But um, but but if if you follow us on our Facebook, you'll find out for sure. We may too, right? But the reason like that's I, a surprise to me. Well, yeah, but the reason the reason I bring this up is to say is whether or not Locke is doing it, um, you you need to be observing Advent. It's, Absolutely, um, it's not it's not specific to any Christian tradition. You don't have to be Catholic or Pentecostal or Charismatic or Lutheran to observe Advent. Advent was just a season that the early church, the ancient church observed four weeks prior to Christmas to bring them into a place where they were spiritually centered for Christmas. Yeah. And and it's such an essential um it's such an essential thing for us today to observe because um Christmas has become so commercial. Yeah. Right. And and we need to come back to understanding and experiencing Christmas as spiritual. So um I you know I I definitely want um I just definitely want to encourage you guys to just Google Advent. Yep. Right. And um, just just learn about it and then and then practice it. Practice it. It's really not difficult, but it's just you know to really bless you. I've um, my family and I started observing Advent about uh, I want to say about eight years ago, and Christmas for me you could say is the start of every year. It's just this yeah. time of spiritual renewal and strengthening that God has been faithful to provide. So um, yeah. Well, uh, allow me to to do the closing. Okay. Yes, please go ahead. <laughs> if you guys are watching this on YouTube, make sure you go ahead and like the video, smash the subscribe button, and ring yes, that bell sir. for notifications for more content on the way. This was episode 44? 40, yes, I think 44. 40, 40, yeah. Episode 44 of Sessions man. on Life. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Sweet, sweet, sweet. sweet. My man, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I love you.